Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Hey there, girlfriend. It is time for another episode, uh, another chat with this weirdo that you decided to put in your ear holes today. And today I wanted to bring you another mindset shift concept that I think can be extremely helpful when it comes to the ambitious go-getter that also sometimes feels like she has the weight of the world on her shoulders. If you have been listening to The Kind Mind Project for a while, you know that I am a therapist that works with teens that are contemplating and really struggling with suicidal ideation. And oddly enough, a lot of the skills that I teach them on a daily basis can be applied to anyone that wants to see change in their life. Let me ask you this. How many times have you stewed over things that were going wrong? Or how about spent more time worrying about a situation than actually solving it? Does that ring a bell for you? Me too, dude. I hear you. And and I don't know about you, but I have found myself focusing on so many things that are entirely outside of my control that I don't even get a chance to make the small changes that I could be making to make progress in the area that I want to see progress in. Now, let me put this into context for a second. What kind of change are we talking about? For you, it may not be to the extreme of my patients' experiences of of decreasing those suicidal thoughts, but maybe you find yourself experiencing periods of sudden anxiety or deep depression all of a sudden, and maybe you find yourself being quick to anger or or isolating from situations that make you uncomfortable. This change can be any kind of change in your life that you want to make that can improve how you see yourself, how you see the world, and how you see your role in that world. Maybe for you, the change that you want to see is that you feel an overall improvement in your mood. And, and your mindset, and maybe you want to improve your social life in some way, or, or how you communicate with the people around you. For me, right now in my life, I want to change the way that I see my current stage of life. I want to be able to celebrate the victories I am experiencing instead of focusing on all of the things that I'm not. Prime example here, I want my first thought about this stage of life to be, wow, Em, you are recording this episode in your brand new apartment instead of, man, you should have a house by now. You know, maybe that sounds familiar for you right now too. Now, back to that worry spiral, right? You ever been there? That tornado of thoughts in an overwhelming situation where you find yourself focusing on so many big things 
things that are entirely out of your hands and, and things that haven't even happened yet, right? Yeah, yeah, that spiral. Here's the deal, sis. We need to chat about control. Are you spending time worrying about things that are out of your hands? And are those worries distracting you from the things that are actually inside your control? This is one of those nasty mental traps that I think we have all honestly found ourselves in, especially when it comes to any kind of big change, right? A big move that we want to make in our lives. This is going to happen. And there are two sides of the spectrum here when it comes to our mindset in relation to the topic of control, okay? We have the external locus of control and the internal locus of control. Now, speaking in extremes, I find is the best way to kind of introduce this concept. And I think hopefully you will understand that this is a spectrum, okay? You most likely will not find yourself extremely on one side or the other, all right? And when thinking about how we perceive control, like I said, there are these two types. There's the internal or the external. Now, possessing an external locus of control is where we place blame or or praise on factors outside of us when things go right, like thanking the universe for giving us a, a good review at our job or thinking that you only had someone do something kind to you by chance. This can also be blaming others for things that happen to us and and praising luck or chance for anything good that may happen. For example, blaming the traffic when you rear-end someone or, or blaming the elevator for being late to work. The result here is usually, you know, thinking or feeling that my effort, it it doesn't really matter. So why should I try? If I play no part in what happens around me or to me, what's the point in, in putting in the effort towards change, right? If something good is going to happen, there is no way I am going to be able to be the cause of it. Let's talk about this for, for an example. Okay. I just moved into my first apartment alone. Living in Illinois, I had roommates in college, I had roommates now. Now it's just me and and my pup, right? And I am doing this thing on my own. But if I were rocking an external locus of control all the way over there on the extreme, I would see this a bit differently. I, I may find myself thinking things like, so you got an apartment, who cares? You didn't do anything special. It just, it just fell into your lap. You got it by chance. Or if I was blaming instead of overly praising the external, I could be thinking things like, wow, I mean, you could have gotten an apartment sooner or, or a better one for that matter if, there wasn't, if the universe wasn't just so against you, if everyone wasn't so out to get you, you could have done all of these things sooner. You see what I'm getting here at, dude? The external extreme is, is holding all of the control, okay? The good and the bad, the control and, and the results are out of my hands. External locus of control. Okay, now on the opposite end of the two extremes, we have the internal locus of control. And this is when events come from internal factors alone. 
right? Sounds pretty self-explanatory. You're placing praise or blame on what comes from or happens due to you and your actions. For example, seeing that absolutely everything that was done to afford you a college degree was in your hands and by your doing. Now we know that's not true, right? Or placing blame entirely on yourself when seeing two friends around you get in an argument. All of a sudden, that's your fault. It is all my fault. I did that. The result of this side of the spectrum is knowing and realizing that my efforts, they do matter quite a bit and and have a direct impact on my life and events. And in the extreme cases, we may be experiencing thoughts like, this is all my fault. It was all me. And the only person that can make me stop feeling this way is me. I have to do it alone. This is the one that I honestly find myself identifying with the most. For me, if we are are using the example from before with my apartment, I could find myself saying things like, I did this all on my own. It was all me. And that sure as heck is not true. Okay, my family was with me all weekend long helping me move things. My dad helped me mount my TV and my mom spent all day lining the shelves in my kitchen. So no, No, it was not all internal action that made this happen. Now again, on the flip side, that would be that internal praise that we were talking about, but but what about the internal blame? I could find myself saying things like, it's all your fault that the walls in that place had to be painted or that the cabinets were filthy I might have been thinking, it's all your fault that your parents had to be there all weekend helping you. But in reality, the condition of the apartment that I moved into, out of my control. The fact that my parents wanted and chose to help me, also out of my control. Point is, both of these extremes, they're not reality. Either way that you look at it, no situation is either one side or the other. But in a crisis situation, like my patients find themselves in, or in an overwhelming situation that us ambitious go-getter selves may find ourselves in, those situations, we, we are not able to sit down and see it clearly. So, let's talk warning signs. What should I look out for when I start drifting to one extreme or the other? What's a red flag here? If you have listened to our episode on thinking traps, this probably sounds familiar, but if you haven't, it may be helpful to dive into, okay? For this thinking trap in particular, the biggest warning sign I see in myself, at least, is those always and never statements or that tunnel vision mindset, right? Saying things like, this always happens to me, as if no matter what you do, it's out of your control, or statements like, this isn't fair, Blaming the universe for all of it. When we start hearing those extreme statements, I know that I need to start to backpedal, right? This is where our analytical brain needs to kick in. What actually is inside your control? What is truly out of your hands? Which one have you been spending the most time focusing on? Is that focus a productive one for you and how can you shift that focus to something that might be even more productive, right? 
After all, you have said that there is a change that you want to make in your life. How on earth are we supposed to make that change when we're focusing on things that are out of our hands and putting blame where it truly doesn't belong? We need to get that locus of control in check and categorize the aspects of control in that change that are truly realistic. And once we get that locus of control under control, we can finally commit to the change that we set out to make. And that brings us to the second portion of our chat today, okay? Commitment to change. And these two topics, they really go hand in hand pretty nicely. Once we're able to analyze what portions of this change we want to make are are in our control and are totally not, we have to take a look at how committed we are to make that change. Making a big change in our life is hard. It's freaking hard. It doesn't come easily. So we need to put the, the impact of making this change into perspective. And with the folks that I work with, I, I like to do this in four steps. And I ask them to split a sheet of paper into four sections, four squares, okay? And I want you to think of a change that you've wanted to make in your life. You got one? I know you do, girlfriend. You would not be listening to this podcast of mine if you didn't. Okay, what is that change? Let's throw an example out there. For me, I have really wanted to push myself professionally. I, I want to take on more responsibility in my work and, and strengthen my skills as a therapist. So, so keep that change that you just thought of or that point of growth that popped into your head. I want you to see it. And, and this activity that we are about to go through together, I want you to slide into my DMs over on Instagram and I, and I want you to show me this activity on paper, okay, so we can chat about it. All right, so you got your paper. You got that sucker split into four squares, right? Okay, let's do this. In the top left square, I want you to write my life, hyphen, past, and now. This is where we will reflect on on what has brought us to this point of change that we're seeking. Obviously, there is a reason that you have been wanting to see growth in this area, right? There must be a, a lack of something or a curiosity about something that has made you want to make this happen. What is that for you? What does that look like? How have you gotten to this point? For my example, I have been feeling like I have skills that are not being used in the work that I'm doing now. I love my job. I absolutely love my job. Do not get me wrong, but I haven't been feeling like I'm pushing myself professionally to my full potential. And because of that, I have been recently feeling myself get in a rut with my work, right? A rut that I would really like to get out of. So that's what's brought me to this desire for growth. I want more for myself professionally. I want to put those skills to use, but what is that for you? What brought you here to this to this desire for change? And I want you to put that in the top left box of your paper. Now, in the top right box, we are going to take a look at your future without that change. What does it look like if you don't 
put that desire for change into action. For me, well, that rut continues. I continue to feel like I'm not working to my full potential and maybe that causes me to start losing passion for my work, the work that I I desire to do every single day to lose motivation and we all know how that slippery slope goes. Okay, for me, this also has a financial impact on my future. If I don't push myself professionally, I miss out on a bunch of different opportunities like promotions and independent licensure, raises, all sorts of things. What does your future without this change look like? And how does you choosing not to act impact your future? Write it out for yourself. Really paint a picture for yourself here. Now, let's take a look at that bottom right box. What does your future with change look like? If you were to, to decide to put this desire for growth into action right now, how would that change your future? For me, on the most basic level, I would push myself closer to financial goals that I have for myself, but it also will bring me a sense of confidence in my work that I have been looking for since I finished my master's degree. I will find myself more more satisfaction in my work than I do now and more pride in the impact I'm able to make with my patients. What could implementing this change do for your future? Really paint a picture for yourself here too. How has this change potentially impacted the life ahead of you? What does that look like? All right, lady. Now it is time for the hard part. Our last box. You ready? What would the change itself look like? What does your present with this change look like? What work needs to be done? Here's my present with change. You ready? In order to make this happen, I have some work to do, right? I'm going to have to take some risks and I'm going to have to ask my boss for the increased responsibility that I've been looking for. I have to throw myself outside of my comfort zone and do what it takes to implement that responsibility. With that may come some stress. With that may come some discomfort, maybe, and increased work hours and probably some failure. With any change, I am probably going to fail. And so are you. I love you, but so are you. And we are going to have to be willing to fail in the present so that we can reap the benefits of that change in the future. What does your present with change look like, dude? What does implementing your desired change look like? Really consider what it's going to take, the work that it's going to require. And now, with our four boxes completed here, We have to take a step back. Why did we do this? Why did this weirdo in your ear holes just make you go back to school and do some homework? Well, I want you to look at two boxes on that sheet for me. The bottom two. Your future with change and your present with change. How committed to change are you? Is your future with change worth your present with change? 
Are the benefits worth the work that you're going to have to do to get there? If the answer right now is no, honey, that's okay. But you may not be in a place to commit to this particular change right now. If your answer to this right now is yes, then buckle up, girlfriend, because it's time to get to work. And sweetheart, to be honest with, be honest with yourself here. We have to. If you're not in a place to implement the change, don't set yourself up for disappointment. Don't do that to my friend. Do not set yourself up for disappointment. And when you are ready, truly ready and committed to make that change, let's get you some action items to get that change train chugging. Okay, remember that locus of control we chatted about? Change is approaching, so we need to do some evaluating of those things that are outside your control that are going to send you into potentially a place of overwhelm, right? They have no place here, but those internal aspects of control that you have, now that we can work with. I can control whether or not I ask my boss for some more responsibility, right? I can control that. I can control my courage to try new things and to try pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. Boom. I just found myself some action items to get this change started. If you are committed to this change, what can you control right now? Start there and evaluate as you go. And maybe as you go, you start hearing yourself saying those things that we chatted about before. Those things like, oh my goodness, it's all my fault. Or I swear the universe is against me. When you find yourself encountering that inevitable failure stage of change that you, that you know, what do we do? Dude, we reevaluate our locus of control and we keep on trucking with those realistic action items. Commit yourself to the change that you want to see and evaluate your locus of control as needed. Listen, I threw a lot of concepts at you today, but I hope that it was helpful. And sometimes it may feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders or that everything is out of our hands, but girl, I promise you, that change is possible when you commit to it. Listen, if this episode was helpful, I want to hear about it. Let's continue this chat over on Instagram. And until next time, love bug, I love you. Please stay kind and let's commit, truly commit to some change. I'll see you soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving, but... Until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.